Today, we are going to be launching together. This is the first part of our vision series uh, in Luke's Gospel. And over these next few weeks, we're going to be looking at how we can play our part in what God wants to do through St. Mark's in this city. And today we're in Luke's Gospel, chapter 4. So if you have a Bible or if you've got it on your iPhone, we're looking at Luke chapter 4, verses 14 to 19. Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit, and news about him spread through the whole countryside. He taught in their synagogues, and everyone praised him. He went to Nazareth, where he, was being, where he had been brought up, And on the Sabbath day, he went into the synagogue, as was his custom. And he stood up to read. The scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. Unrolling it, he found the place where it is written, The Spirit of the Lord is on me, because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners, and recovery of sight for the blind, to release the oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Emily and I are so excited to be starting here at St. Mark's. And really over these last weeks and months, we've been praying, we've been asking the Lord, Lord, what is your vision for St. Mark's? Lord, what do you see for us together as a church, how we can play our part in this city? In the natural, my eyesight is uh, really not very good. It's quite poor. And uh, I'm totally lost without my glasses. Uh, you'll be thankful to know that today I'm wearing my contact lenses. And I can remember the first day when I was 16 and I got my first pair of glasses. Just being able to see properly made a huge difference. But even for playing sport, I still found it hugely frustrating. I, when I got on the pitch, I felt slightly disorientated. It affected my balance. Um, my judgment was slightly off. So getting contact lenses was a complete game changer for me. I could see the pitch clearly. I could see the ball properly. I could see who were my teammates and who the opponent was. Most importantly, I could see where the goal was. And actually, being able to see properly made playing the game so much more enjoyable. Clear sight and clarity of vision is so key. It's true in our lives, it's true in organizations, and it's particularly true in the church. In these challenging days, we know that there is so much suffering that's taking place. And we're all feeling and sensing that there's something new coming. And we've really been feeling that God has been calling us to get ready to rise. What do I mean by that? Well, first of all, we want to see faith rise. We want to see people come to know Jesus, to encounter his love, people to become Christians. We want to see the church rise all of us rising up, playing our part to serve our city. And finally, we want to see the city rise. As Christians, we're called to seek the peace and prosperity of the city. To see the city flourish and to thrive. When faith rises, when the church rises up, that has a huge impact on the culture around us. 
And I want to just take these next few weeks, these next three weeks, really just to unpack these three different things. What does it mean for us, each one of us today, to play our part? And of course, it all starts with Jesus. This is his vision. This is his ministry. This is God's heart for humanity. And in this passage in Luke 4, Jesus starts his ministry by proclaiming the kingdom of God. It's like he stands up. He gives his manifesto. It's like his inauguration speech. He stands up in the synagogue and he quotes Isaiah 61. He says, The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me because he's anointed me to preach good news to the poor, to proclaim freedom for the captives, the year of the Lord's favor. This is the vision that each one of us today is invited into. Whatever our age, whatever our stage, whatever our background. And I just want to pull out three very quick things from this passage that will enable us to see faith rise. First of all, we need to be empowered by the Holy Spirit. Verse 14 says, Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of of the Spirit. He says in verse 18, the Spirit of the Lord is on me. Jesus was empowered by the Holy Spirit to do the works of the kingdom of God, and so are we. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And that, to me, is so evident in this church. 33 years ago, 1987, I was just 12 years old, Imagine this face as a little boy. Um, And in that same year, Paul and Christine Perkin, accompanied by an amazing, faithful, pioneering group of people, they embarked on an adventure of faith. There was something that rose inside of them, prompted by the Holy Spirit to plant St. Mark's out of HTB in South Kensington, I know that some of you were part of that team. I think of Nessa, who's our church warden, Angie, and many others who were part of that team. And it's amazing to see that over those 33 years, what God has done. St. Mark's has become a, a beacon of light in this area, a bastion of hope in this city, helping people come home to God. But God is not finished yet. I really believe that building on this firm foundation, we can see St. Mark's continue to grow as a center for creativity and for mission. And it's the Holy Spirit that inspires both of these things. He's the spirit of creativity. In Genesis, right at the start, we see that the Holy Spirit is brooding over creation, hovering over the waters. And he's the spirit of mission. It's the Holy Spirit who sends us out to be his witnesses. And we're empowered by the Spirit as we come together to pray, to worship, to spend time in his word, to minister together. First and foremost, that is core to who we are. We want to be a worshiping and praying church. First and foremost, we want to be a people that love Jesus. And that love for Jesus spills out into our love for one another, in our relationships. We want our relationships to be connected, authentic, united. That's why it's so important that we gather together in our cell groups, gathering together as a family in the church. 
We want to be a church that has lots of parties where we have fun getting together. Obviously, when the COVID-19 restrictions allow. Emily and I, we want to have you all over to our house. We want to be family. We want this church to feel like home. But we also want this to be a place where everyone is welcome and everyone can find belonging. We want to be outward looking. We want to be inclusive, especially to those who are not yet part of the church. We want to reflect not only the beauty and diversity of a creative global city like London, but we want to be reflective of that picture that we read in Revelation of every tribe, tongue, nation, and language worshiping together. All of this is a work of the Holy Spirit. So we want to be empowered by the Spirit. Secondly, we want to be carriers of hope. In verse 18, Jesus says, The Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to preach good news. Each one of us is empowered by the Holy Spirit for a purpose, to preach good news. We are to be carriers of hope. The gospel is good news. The Greek word, evangelion, it's where we get our word evangelism. It's good news. This week, I'm sure, like me, your heart rose when you heard the news of the possibility of an effective COVID vaccine. Good news travels fast. One article said, hopes rise for coronavirus vaccine. Another one said, optimism rises. A ray of light has lit up stock markets around the world. I love it. In the Week magazine, it said the jab that could save the world. This is amazing news for our world. What an answer to prayer. But this news is small fry compared to the good news that Jesus Christ died for you and for me. That he gave his life for each one of us. That he rose to new life and he broke the power of sin and death in our lives. That we could be set free. Jesus is not just a vaccine. He is the cure. Jesus is not just a ray of light. He is the light of the world who has broken into our darkness. It's not a jab that can save the world. Jesus can and he has saved the world. And this is the message, the good news that we need to get out there to tell the whole world. And that's why Alpha is absolutely brilliant. Just this week, we were hearing stories of people inviting their friends, being able to come, having this opportunity to ask the big questions of life about faith, about purpose, about meaning. Charlie Thompson, our associate assistant vicar here, inviting his friend to come and experiencing Jesus, coming to faith. And then that same person on our Holy Spirit Day last weekend, sharing their story And it was amazing to hear of one particular girl who gave her life to Jesus, another girl who prayed for the very first time. This is all what you're involved in. Heard about one person who did Alpha centrally here at St. Mark's, and then he went to do Workplace Alpha, and he had even more people in his Workplace Alpha than there were on the central course here at St. Mark's. Alpha is so important, and that's why Sundays are so key. We want to keep the guest in mind. 
in our teaching, in our preaching. We want to be creative. We want to be relevant and applicable. Like Jesus, we want to meet people where they're at. This pandemic has forced us all to think differently, to do things differently in life. And for the church, it's given us an opportunity to do things differently. It's also given us this opportunity to increase our reach. In order to reach people we've never reached before, we've got to do things that we've never done before. Look at us here. I would have never have thought that on one of my first Sundays in this new role that we would be filming, live streaming on digital platforms from the building. But this has given us this opportunity to increase our reach. The message is unchanging, but the medium has to change. How are we going to reach a generation that largely feel that God is irrelevant, perhaps a non-essential in this time? Those for whom they would never particularly think about going to church. And yet something is rising in our culture. God is stirring something up. Faith is rising. The spiritual temperature is rising. And I think we're seeing this particularly amongst young people. How do we bring this hope, this good news to this generation? During lockdown one, Emily and I most days took our one moment of exercise around Wandsworth Common and just seeing hundreds and hundreds of teenagers gathering together, really looking for hope, for meaning, for purpose. We wanted to say to them, do you know you're not going to find it in the bushes? You're not going to find it in any of these other places where you're looking, but you can find it in Jesus. He loves you. He has a plan and a purpose for your life. That's why we want this church to be a place where young people can thrive. Children, youth, families, young adults, students, where they're seen not as the church of the future, but of the church today. This is the good news. So we want to be empowered by the Holy Spirit. We want to be carriers of hope. Finally, thirdly, we want to be ready to help the vulnerable. Jesus says, he has sent me to proclaim good news to the poor, freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to release the oppressed. All throughout the Gospels, we see Jesus healing the sick, setting people free, transforming people's lives. It says he saw the crowds and he had compassion on them. He saw the one and he reached out to the lonely, to the hungry, the vulnerable, to those on the margins of society. And I've seen this embodied so powerfully already in this church by so many of you, so many of you serving. St. Mark's is a place where anyone, it seems to me, can come and get help. Maybe if you're struggling with your finances, for those who are really in need, for those who are struggling to find employment, to those in prison, to young people who are dropping out of school, building on the amazing partnerships that have been formed over these years, both locally and nationally, through the CAP Center, Christians Against Poverty, through the Food Bank, through Spear, through Love Your Neighbor, through the homeless shelter, 
St. Mark's Church building is positioned so wonderfully between the privileged and those who are poor. And now, more than ever, we need to strengthen these partnerships to serve the most vulnerable in our community and society. And you are making a huge difference. I was so excited this week just to hear from Dan Burrows, who sets up and who leads our CAP Centre. He was saying that in the 11 years that he's been on staff here, and the different teams that have been working with over four or 500 different families, only one or two in his experience have not wanted to receive prayer after that conversation. What an amazing opportunity. The work that all of you are involved in with the food bank, over 400 tons of food being distributed to those in crisis this week. People coming forward to drive, to take it all around London. This is what it looks like practically to see faith rise in our city. Everybody serving. Everybody using their gifts, their talents, their skills to bring freedom and transformation and to build the kingdom of God. This is the ministry of Jesus. This is his vision. This is our ministry and this is our vision to build the kingdom of God. Imagine what could happen if each one of us was empowered by the Holy Spirit, being a carrier of hope, helping the vulnerable and the needy. It's amazing. I'm thrilled that Anna is joining our team. And when we first spoke to Anna about being part of St. Mark's Battersea Rise, she said something rose up in her. And it was that name. It was like, this is Battersea's time to rise. And she had this prophetic sense of this new wave of revival, a great outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And over the last few weeks, as we've walked past Battersea Power Station, there's this amazing sign by one of the bridges there, and it just has the words, power. And I get this sense that that is what God is wanting to do in this next season. He's wanting to pour out his power upon the church to see faith rise again. 2020 will go down as an unprecedented time in history. We've all been impacted in one way or another by COVID-19 and other culture-defining moments. Similarly, 2020 marks a significant start of a new chapter in the life and the ministry of St. Mark's. And that's one that I hope will go down in history as one where we see thousands of people coming to know Jesus where we see faith rise, where we see the church rise up, and where we see the city rise and impacted, where Jesus' name is glorified and honored again. That's our prayer. That's our vision. In Jesus' name, amen. I'd love just to invite you, wherever you are right now in your homes or wherever you're joining from, let's pray together. And I really want to give an opportunity. It may be that today you've never put your faith in Jesus Christ. And I just want to pray a very simple prayer. And wherever you are, you can echo this prayer. If you sense that faith is rising up in you, maybe your faith has been dormant in some way, and you want to come back to faith in him, I would love, just as I pray this prayer, would you just pray this with me? Lord Jesus, thank you 
that you died for me. Thank you for this good news. Thank you that you rose to new life so that I might be set free. I'm sorry for all the things that I've done wrong. Help me to live the life that I so desperately want to lead. And would you fill me with your Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. Amen. And if you prayed that really simple prayer, we, we believe that you're starting a new relationship with Jesus Christ. And I'd love just to encourage you, maybe tell someone, maybe think about doing Alpha, maybe get someone to pray for you. And now what we want to do, the rest of us, we want to just take a moment to receive the Spirit of God, to be empowered by His presence. So let's just take a moment of quiet, just wait on Him before we worship. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. We thank you for that truth that nothing can separate us from your love. No lockdown, no locked doors can prevent you from meeting with each one of us. And right in this moment, we say, come, Holy Spirit. We ask that you would give each one of us a gift of faith. Faith for the future. Faith in your word. Pour out your spirit, we pray. In Jesus' name. Amen.